When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. I'm Victoria Cash. Thanks for calling the Lucky Land Hotline. If you feel like you do the same thing every day, press 1. If you're ready to have some serious fun for the chance to redeem some serious prizes, press 2. We heard you loud and clear. So go to LuckyLandslots.com right now and play over 100 social casino-style games for free. Get lucky today at LuckyLandslots.com. Available to players in the U.S., excluding Washington and Michigan. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. Pittsburgh Steelers fans, welcome to this week's episode of Steelers Touch Down Under. I'm Matty Peverell, joined by my co-host, as always, Marky D, Marky Davison. How you doing, mate? What's going on, Matty? We're in the playoffs. How good's that? How good is this week? Uh, tomorrow, actually, the playoffs started now. The Bengals and the Raiders are playing right now. Um, if you're catching us live too, so that's very exciting. Uh, then we have the, the Pats versus Bills as well today. Everything's happening. There's 14 teams to win f- for the Super Bowl. A lot of fans say we haven't got a chance, but, you know, like that line, line from Jim Carrey, so you're telling me there's a chance. And there's always a chance in the dance. And I think, you know, I had a lot of fans um, on my Steel Nation Australia this week ask me, should we, why do we even bother? Would you rather, you know, go to the playoffs and, and lose? Of course, like I'd rather be in the dance than be on the outside looking in. And there are a lot of NFL teams saying that we don't deserve to be there. And that's a lot of hogwash. We deserve to be there 100%. I don't care what anyone anyone says. Well, that's it. I mean, you know, it's not the first time the Steelers have been in their history, gone into the playoffs as, you know, not the best team. And, and you know, they've come away and, and really done something. So, you know, I, I think... You know, as a Steelers fan, you sit there and have a hope and the rest of the league sits there and goes, oh, yeah, no. And you you just, you hold out that hope. You wave the terrible towel, you yell at the TV and, you know, who knows what's going to, what's going to happen. But, you know, it's, it's just an incredible 
situation that we find ourselves in, um, you know, as Steelers fans and, and in the dance and Big Ben and all the chances to make it, and, you know, overcome all these hurdles. And, and here we are. Can I bring up one point, Matty? I looked through the standings uh, yesterday or the day before, right? There's only, like, we won nine games, right? The leader won 12 games, which is the Titans. We beat the Titans. Can we stop all this nonsense? Once you get in the playoffs, it's every man for themselves, and that's it. Okay? There is no best team. This year, there is no best team. I'm telling you, there's not. I if I saw on Twitter the other day, uh, I think it was for NFL Australia, and they put up a put up a, a percentage of who would win the Super Bowl, right? The Green Bay Packers got 40% out of all of Australia's votes to win the Super Bowl. But I find that very comical as well because I can't tell you who's going to win the Super Bowl. There's 14 teams who can win it. And to say that we're the worst team is by a very slim margin. We won nine games and the Tennessee Titans won 12. And we beat them. So come on, man. We've got to stop with the nonsense. I know it's going to be a very hard game to go against the Chiefs. For sure, it's going to be a massively hard game. But at the end of the day, how Big Ben said it best, oh, we're going to get beat by 20 points. You know, we suck. We're terrible. Come on, man. Like, let's let's enjoy this ride. And, and, I, and I've been preaching that the whole time, the whole season with you, Matty. We've, you and I have been on an up and down season, right, haven't we? Some weeks we have. We've been, and we've been really bad and, you know. We have. And, <clears throat> you know, you, you always, you know, we talk about this, you try and give that super fan perspective all the time. And, you know, I try and give, you know, analytics and, you know, other, you know, draft stuff and all the rest of it. But I want to go back to what we said countless times when we reviewed the last last season, you know, straight after it about this time, you know, a year ago. And then the same thing during the preseason. And we sat there when we did the records. We said it there too. How many times did, did I say, and, and I mean, I know you're in agreement with me, but the fact that you need, I don't didn't want to see a Steelers team 11-0 that had didn't know how to play through adversity. What have we seen this year? This team oh, can man. play through adversity. Even in games they haven't won, they've come back. Um, you know, there when you talk about Vikings and Charges, this team has has play. What I'd like to call a playoff steel to it. Right now, you and I could be sitting here right now, and then tomorrow the game, and it's thirty points and whatever. But at least we had, as you said before, there's a chance. At least we went there. At least we had the chance to do it. If you don't play well, fine. But. The other thing about this this game to me is we're in a very I think we're in a similar situation in some ways dare I say it to the Cleveland Browns last year right everyone sat there and went the Browns have got like no chance the Steelers almost you know beat you with you know a bunch of key players out come in bad snap from Pouncey bad poor throws some bad defense. And the tide just shifted. Now, I'm not saying we're going to end up, you know, 20-plus points in the first quarter against the Chiefs. That'd but it great. can happen. <laughs> it can happen. <clears throat> Wouldn't that be great to see that? Right? Matty, so it- you, you just you, – got to sit here and hope. And, you know, even though I look at the live chat numbers right now, you know, this is this is pretty high for most weeks. I think people are really cracking yeah. on it and, you know, and on the bandwagon. And we've got to say hi to, you know, Britsburg Owen and – Sean Manahan, Ruin, Ruin at Randy. That's a great name. Uh, Ryan O'Toole, John Knox, Snowman's in there. Um, NVRDNDR. I 
<laughs> I don't know how he wants us to pronounce that one. <laughs> Brad Jewett, um, Nathan Ollie. You know, there's just some, you know, you're just getting fired up for this game, right? You're just getting absolutely fired up for this game. And, you know, you talked a little bit there about what Big Ben said. Big Ben's mucking around. Like, Big Ben knows. I am so confident in what he said. I feel very confident the way that he, how he feels very confident. I, 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 I'm I a bit scared for the Chiefs, to be honest, because there's so many takes out there now that, that a lot of Chiefs fans just say we're going to be a warm-up game. And maybe you're right. Maybe the comparison is right from last year where the Steelers treated the Browns like a warm-up game and we didn't take care of business and beat them in week 17 like I wish we did. They come into yeah. our house and they they gave us one. That was a terrible game. Now, well, well, you, go, okay. you go. No, no, go, go, go. I'm just going to say... I'll, I'll send this down a rabbit hole. <laughs> the, st- <laughs> the Steelers now have nothing to lose. Everything to play for, right? Big Ben's last game yet again. But wasn't the Big, ben, Big Ben's last game versus the Browns? And we played pretty competitive in that game. I think every person on this team is getting better. And and the, the reason why I say that is, you look at what happened with Ray Ray. He's playing pretty good football at the moment. No, he's not a star. He's not a superstar. He's not, you know, the best one out there. But he's buying into, into the game plan. And that fourth down we got was amazing. It was absolutely amazing catch to, to move the sticks. And we trusted him, Boz. We got the field goal and we won. This team is starting to feel something. Yes, now if we go and crash and burn... What do you do? But at the same time, I want to bring it back to the analogies I made throughout the season about the fans losing their fan card and throwing it on the ground, stepping on it and and trotting on it. And like I said, you and I are on the train. We are shoveling the coal into the train. We are leading it forward. If you want to hate on the Steelers, sit back near the luggage, mate. Because this is the time. No, mate, sometimes it's off the luggage. I'm Indiana Jones. I'm throwing them off the train. (laughs) Get out. See you later, some, alligator. Like some know, fans still, they still don't think we have a chance, and it, it doesn't it doesn't overly matter if, if we win or lose. But where's the 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 passion for your team? And like like Jeff says all the time, um, and 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 you know Jeff's the, the big the big man on campus here. But this podcast is passion based and fan based. We get the fans involved, and I'm just saying this is the best this is the best place to be right now. The underdogs going into the Chiefs Stadium where they think they're going to win, like by a mile. And if we can keep up with them and have a chance, and you know that TJ's going off. Like, I'm getting chills talking about this kind of stuff. I'm just saying, what what not better way to get around the Steelers than right now? Your fan card needs to be in your pocket, and you need to show it everywhere, wherever you go. Not on the ground, because they still still want to um, throw us to the wolves. But I don't understand. I don't get it. Well, you know, this is it, right? And then, and then, you know, all these fake fans that you and and Deke talk about as well, you know, <laughs> you know they're all going to jump back on in two weeks' time when we're in the AFC Championship game, and that's what I mean. No, trains left the station. You weren't on the moving train. Yeah. See you later. And you know, and unlike a Keller with a spoon, you don't get to jump back on this season, right? Like, so, yeah, I, I just well, that, that that was DJ. DJ said that. Yeah, no, but but Tomlin said that about Witherspoon, remember? He was oh, like, okay, right. it's, it's very fast-moving right. train, and, you know, he's right. got on at a later station, and he needed time to, you know, get a, you know acclimated and what have you. So, you know, as I, said, as I said earlier, you know, there are times when no one thought the Pittsburgh Steelers deserved to be in it, and, you know, 
what we did to get Jerome Bettis that Super Bowl. You, look, as I said, we next week, you know, the odds suggest, just like they did last week, that we're sitting here talking about the offseason. But, hey, like we've still know. seen the Steelers team with, you know, rookies in major starting positions, particularly on offense, really come through and lead us to lead us to playoffs. Like, and we talk about this all the time, teams like Detroit, not there. You know, there are teams like the Vikings that really, you know, would, you know they fired their coach over it. They should have been there. You know, Miami. could The Ravens there. aren't there either. The Ravens aren't there either. The eight and three Ravens. What was it? Eight and three. Exactly. Eight, and eight and three, and they three. lost six in a row to go uh, eight and nine. Come on, man. And what we're not allowed to be there. The Steelers aren't, aren't allowed to be there. And we beat we we uh we versed the Ravens twice. Beat them twice. Beat the Browns twice. Yes, we lost to the Bengals twice. Who cares, right? Uh, we beat the Bills. We beat the Titans. We almost we should have beat the Green Bay Packers. I'm still angry about that Joe um being offside. You know what I'm saying? I just think yeah. Uh, look, you, you've just got to rally around your team. And I think we have a pretty good shot this time, just from the confidence level of the players. That makes sense. Well, and, and I don't think we've necessarily seen, like, look, when things got bad, the players, you know, had a, did, you know, in all the press conferences, have very taken care of business style language, but which is something we talk about a lot on this show. But I, I think when you look at it now, there's a bit, there is this air of confidence, right? And you look at the, like, yeah, they had a stinker against the Chiefs. But as we talked mm-hmm. about, you know, Dave Dave Schofield talked about this on one of his shows, is if you're going to have a stinker in the season, you may as well have the stinker against the team that no one expects you to beat, right? But exactly. we beat the Titans. We beat the Ravens twice. We went out and beat the Browns when we needed to. Like, we've won the games that we needed to to get into the playoffs. And we've won games that have meant a lot. Right, and they've learned how to win, and we've done it, and we've had a couple of overtime wins. I think that's a big deal. I think that's a big deal. Like when you win in overtime, the pressure is ratcheted up that notch. You you have to sweat it out even more. You have to delve into that extra eight percent that a lot of people never delve into, whether they're a professional athlete or not. You've got to get there, and you've got to you know be able to handle it. And that's playoff football, right? Mm-hmm. Now, like you know, I. I saw on another, I think it might have been the previous show with, you know, obviously the, the trio, uh, Jeff Hartman, Dave Schofield, and, and Brian Anthony Davis, but, you know, bad. But, you know, I saw a prediction somewhere. I think I think it was Jeff on that, but um, I might be wrong. They talked about the, the Chiefs getting out to a lead. If they get out to a lead, fine. You know, I think the Steelers can, can catch that. Now, I'm not talking a lead of 20 points. I'm talking no, like, exactly. you know, it needs to be about 14 points. Yes. But I'm not as worried about that. But you know what? We've talked about it all year as well. We haven't seen the Steelers. Yes, they've had some first quarter touchdowns, but they've not had a you know blo- you know awesome you know first quarter. Imagine if they turn up and do that this week and they shell shock the the Chiefs. You know, it would just change the tune of the game. Well, I think with Ben's confidence and Ben's answer, that there are a lot of people that I saw on the Twitterverse maybe didn't really understand the sarcasm. Uh, that to me, that to me is just confidence. And same with same with a bit of uh, DJ. And now Juju is coming back too. Um, Fryermuth is firing up. Claypool is, I think he's playing a bit better as well for receiver. He's a bit more mature um, in some of the actions that I've seen over the last two games. Margie yep. um, is running the rock fantastically. So there's a bit of a like star power around this team now, and the offensive line is getting better. Still not the best team. Like I don't think this team can score thirty points or thirty. Uh, something like that. I can't even remember what, what my prediction was, but it was about by to win by three points. 
I don't see them scoring 35 or, or you know, touchdowns. I score, I see like Ben scoring like one TD or two and Najee getting one and maybe a, f- a few field goals. But this team has matured in the last few weeks with that Browns win for Ben. You saw how well they played to get the sacks. And going into to Ravenland to get that win as well, um, to, to, to then beat them and have a chance to go to the playoffs. And a lot of people out there are like, this is what I find very funny about the internet and all. And there's a lot of opinions. I get that, even my own. However, there's a lot of fans saying, um, NFL sayings, you, you tied with the Lions. The Lions beat the Cardinals. Like, that doesn't mean anything. Okay. Yeah. Yes, we, we tied with the Lions, but there was two key fumbles from Muth and from DJ. That's not on coaching. And this is the point you get to, like, I'm so happy and thankful that we are in the playoffs, but we still had that chance that if they go out there and put some pressure on Mahomes, and if his receivers aren't, you know, getting back to the ball or, or, or not, you know, the, the play goes too long. There was a play last week where I saw Mahomes throw across his body and it was almost picked off by a, a Denver um, uh, uh, defensive lineman. So Mahomes is one of the best quarterbacks in the league for sure. But put a bit of pressure on him with TJ and your mate, Alex Highsmith, is playing really well. Some of these guys like Hayden, uh, Cam, they want a playoff win and they want to, they want to push that that run to go further. Do they want to do another year in the offseason and try again? Probably not. The, 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 the mentality is to win now. And the fact that we're the biggest underdog is even better for us. Like well, everyone's counting us out. Well, that's it. And it's bigger than Big Ben. You know, people sit here and go, you know, Matt, you're an idiot. But it is. It's bigger than Big Ben. As you said there, there's Cameron Hayward who's tried his guts out, you know, when he's over 30, you know. Mm. There's there's Joe Hayden who's never going to get it, you know, may not ever get a chance at a Super Bowl like this or sit, certainly not with maybe the Steelers if he's not back, right? And, and even if we've got a rookie quarterback or I'm a veteran, who's to say we're, you know, we're back here in the playoffs next year? We, we might not be, right? We've missed the know. playoffs, you know, before Completely. in the last five years, right? <laughs> no, no. But while you were talking then, I pulled up something. You know, everyone talks about that run that we came in and did in the playoffs in, you know, to win in 2005, right? You know how many overtime overtime games they played in, Mark, in, in that year? Uh, I'm going to say four. And they played in two. Ooh, okay. Right? And do you know what the scores were, like, in, the, in those games? In the, the overtime? That, in, they win in those the- games? Uh, I don't know now, the way you're asking that question. Uh, I'm going to say they won one and lost one. No, they lost both. Oh, <laughs> I thought you were, I, th- I thought that's the way you were going. Right. What, what are you saying now, here, Matty? What are you saying? I'm saying, right. All I'm saying, <laughs> there's a chance because the Steelers have played in three overtime games this season and right. they've drawn one and they've won two. Right, so we talk about we talk about the strength of that team, and even Ben admits that that was probably a better team. They had, but probably you know you could sit there and say they had a better O line. They, you know, had some you know real veteran you know leaders in different positions, what have you. But that team didn't necessarily have a TJ Watt, a ten sack Cameron Haywood, right, and Alex Highsmith with seven and a half sacks. Now you know other people while I'm talking now can go in and pull up all sorts of stats and and compare and what's the difference. And you know I was quite young when all that happened. Right, and and there's people in the live chat that have been supporting the Steelers since the '60s. But as I say, there's there's a real steel to this team. But let's talk a little bit about Mahomes there, because Mark, you talked about him and, and him being key, and you know he's 
I'm an excellent quarterback, which he is. You know, I'm not going to, I mean, you'd be a fool not to think so. But, you know, he's had a career high for interceptions this year with 13. Um, really? There you go. Yeah, he has, right? And he's had his almost lowest yards per game um, since 2017. Uh, then the difference is 0.5 yards. So, you know, he, he's had his worst quarter breaking, quarterback rating since his rookie mm-hmm. year. Um, he's been sacked 28 times, which is a record for his career. Um, you know, his sack percentages, it, it's quite high when you look at what he's what he's done. He's had three fourth quarter comebacks and three game-winning drives. But that's Patrick Mahomes, right? Now, yes, he's got them into position to win earlier. Mm. With Ben, you know, we've got the five game, the five comebacks or the six comebacks, I think it is, with the Ravens now and the seven game or six or seven game-winning drives. And we've got a veteran 39-year-old quarterback. I mean, these are things you've got to really look at um, as well. And then when you look at him from an accuracy perspective, perspective as well, he's thrown the ball away 32 times this season. That's a, that's an over 20% jump on any other year. Um, he's had a seven balls batted away. We know what Cameron Haywood can do. Oh, he's yeah, had, big time. If you, if you look at what <clears throat> reference called bad throws, they have a bad throw metric. Um, he's had 118. That's a career high. Last year, he had 100. The year before, he had 85. And in his rookie year, he had 95. Um, you know, he's, he's on target percent, percentage as well, you know, into where he was actually, you know, aiming, including spikes and throwaways, isn't, you know, oh, my God, outstanding. Um, and then there are some other ratings as well that are specific to pro football reference um, that they have as well, where 100 is, is average and higher is better. Well, his completion percentage is marked as 105, so that's average. 110 uh, for his TD percentage, so that's um, TDs uh, per, per per throw, I think it is for that one. Um, and then you've got interception percentage. That's average at 106 instead of 100. Um, well, 100 is the average part. Um, in, you know, last year he had a, his rating was 123 for context. Um, you know, all these ratings are within 100 to 110 versus other years where they're 115 to 130 um, in these in these metrics. So what I'm saying is this, you've got a very different Patrick Mahomes this year to previous years. And the other thing for Patrick Mahomes, his last playoff game was a stinker. Yeah. Right? He time. rushed for the 494 <clears throat> yards or whatever it was, um, almost 500 yards last year in the Super Bowl. He... He's the one that the pressure's on. If, if for me, you signed a four hundred and fifty million dollar deal, and you and you don't win the Super Bowl, right? So you, you don't win the Super Bowl. You sign the four hundred fifty dollar million dollar deal. You have a career high in interceptions. You have a career high across many you know statistics in terms of you know poor passing. He's still better than you know almost every other quarterback in in the league. But the pressure's on. The pressure is on at home to the. Steelers, who you know barely made it into the playoffs with a two percent chance, and we're a warm-up team, so he should win. That's right. You know why not? Like this is you've played. We always talk about sport, Manny. About you know I never played physical sport because uh, I was a bit of a loser. I just played. Nah, I'm only joking. I played like soccer. I played like tennis, stuff like that. Um, when people don't give you a chance and they look at you and say, "Oh, you can't win. You can't do this." Um, like I, I'm, I, I'm not the, you know, best looking kid. I, I, I don't look like I, I can kick a ball. I can catch my hand. eye coordination is out of this world. I can catch anything with, with a blindfold around my eyes. Right. They're doing this to the Steelers. They're saying, oh, they're just the Steelers. They're awful. 
they can't run the ball. They can't stop the run. Um, but homies are going to go in there and throw 35 TDs and win 1,000 to nil. I don't see that happening. I see the passion that I see with TJ Watt, that he is angry and fired up. And he's been angry for the last month to, to get after the well, quarterback. Well, I thought you'd ask. I thought you'd talk about that. So I actually have an anecdote with that, right? So there's a, the team, when I grew up in like high school, um, when we played rugby, we had a team that were, that were local. So it would be kind of like playing the, the Ravens or the Browns, um, you know, very, very close. Um, but they were literally the, the, the closest school um, in our competition. In fact, they were in a different competition, but we play each other and have this rivalry. And they were considered to play in a, in a better standard um, competition with, you know, better players, many of which are, you know, all go pro. So when we played them in the... And you know, I do it. So we played them in there. We played them just before our full season started each year, but it was, you know, all midway through the season when there was a mid season pause. In the, under, so when we were 13, so that was the first grade. And we're under 13s, we lost something like in the A grade. So we only the top two teams played. We had six teams. They, and they go down to like eight or 10 teams. That's how good, that's how, you know, the depth of their program, right? And so, in the 13s, I think we lost something like in the A's. We lost, um, so A's being the top team, we lost something like 70 to like five, right? And now in rugby, oh, yeah. like for all the American <laughs> listeners, right? Seven, it's seven points. Um, it's five That's points bad. for a touchdown. <laughs> it's five points for a touchdown, or what you call a try, and it's two points for the uh, conversion, or the right, <clears throat> which was what you know, the, the field goal attempt, um, or the extra point attempt, I should say. So anyway, then in the then in the fourteens we lost something like six sixty something um, in the in the A's, and then I think the B's lost forty to like ten or something. And then in the in the fifteens, I never forget it. We lost uh, sixty six to twelve um, in the A grade, and then and I was playing in the B grade, and we lost eighty eight nil, mate, eighty eight nil. Right, we got plastered. We just basically stood behind our goalposts all the time, <laughs> watched them kick, you know, these extra points. That must be hard. That must be a hard feeling to know how, to know how well and hard that you train then to get walloped 88 nil. But here's the kicker. Then in the 16s, we came out, right? It was pouring rain. It was a muddy field. They almost caught off the game because they you know it's not pros, so that you know they want to, you know, don't want to risk the turf of the field. I played the we played the bees that, that day. I played in the bees and we won. Uh, 12-7, we scored two tries and we uh, and we scored one at the death to basically to, to win it. Toward the end, it was about 10 minutes to go and they were they couldn't believe it. They were shell-shocked. Then in the A's came on, right? And I played half of that game through the injuries because we, we'd back it up. So it'd be like Juju coming back. We won that game 7-5. 7-5. It, and, and to the point that the other team, when they were shaking our hands after the game, there was a fight because some of their players were so incensed that we we'd beat them. That right now we were playing at home, so it's a bit it's my you know that's home field advantage to a degree. But we we turned around and we we're schoolboys against teams that a team that was way better. That the gap is is bigger than what is between tell you the Steelers what. and the Chiefs. And you come back and you win that. And and that taught me, you know, a lot of people you get life lessons from playing any sport. And that's the life lesson there that every single person can count you out. But as long as every player that gets onto that field believes, good luck. 
Exactly. No, no, I agree with you. Even with my sport, it's not a fake like, story either. Like it's one of the most proudest moments of all. No, it's it's, it's unbelievable. Sport. Like you can go out and do that. Like for me, when I was playing tennis, they look at me and oh, this guy, you know, can't play. Um, but I used to have a rocket of a serve, mate. Like my serve was pretty good. And when you go out there, they go, oh, this. You might play the the first set where you're returning and your, your game's a bit average. But my whole game was serve and volley. And they couldn't beat me because I'm yes. like seven thousand feet tall. You know, and that, I love that. And I love that physical, physicality with tennis, you know. <laughs> but I love that that aggressiveness that I played with, like, oh, you think that I can't play or whatever. Not that, they, that, not that the, the opposition said that. It was more in my own head, <laughs> you know. Tennis is a pretty friendly game. Uh, in my own, I was like, oh, yeah, you're saying all these things about me and I'm going to line up and I'm going to smash you. I think the Steelers, to bring it back to the Steelers, wouldn't we love to see a special team uh, tackle that just fires our team up. That killer brew or what gets a fumble off the kickoff or something similar to that nature. I think we need something to something like that. Or I think uh, one of the podcasters, I can't remember who, who it was this week on the BTSC, was saying we need to stop them at least on their their first offensive drive and send a message. And then, then the defense will start to get involved in this game um, Najee's going to play a bit hurt, so how he's going, how he's going to run, I don't know. But uh, but as long as he can run the ball well enough to get second and sixes, second and fives, we have a chance with Big Ben because I think this kind of game with a victory will send will will make them all feel super proud and be like, yeah, look at us, like you've all doubted us all year. And that's what it comes down to: is everyone's doubting us, uh, the Steelers right now, and we'll see what happens. And if that comes out. And they say, oh, yeah, I just saw this. <laughs> that's funny. John John McEnroe never looks so friendly. 100%. But that's the- I mean, it's, it's, not yeah. the, it's not a not physical sport. Like, you know, cracking a ball at, like, 100 plus Ks an hour. Like, oh, it's something. super fun. I, I, I miss it. I, I, I used to love uh, if we can do a tennis podcast right now. I know, it's, I know it's a big playoff stuff going on. But I used to love to get around that backhand, you know, when the backhand's getting around the corner. And you, did you, you have a, did you have a you... double-handed backhand or a single-handed? Nah, single, mate. I was, I'm, I'm single like I am in life, you know, like the single backhand and just crack it down the, down the, uh, down the baseline. But when you got the chance, you got the short ball, and you got around that that forehand, and you just let it rip. There's something about that too in in, in tennis. When in, and I'm even passionate about that. But when you let that ball go, and you just go, yeah, sucked in, mate. I got you. I got you on that. I wasn't the nicest tennis player. I was kind of like a, you know, like the guy would shake my hand, and he'd be like, oh, you, you play pretty well. And in my back of my mind, I'm like, oh, you hate me. I'm gonna I'm gonna kill you. <laughs> I don't know. That's just they, the way they I this, they this mentality, you know, this week. They, you know. They do, and they, they, they have it, Matty. They had this mentality, I think. I, I think when DJ came out this week and said, um, uh, what did he say to the fans? When, when we win, you don't get back on the train. And that's it. Mate, yeah, there's that fire and there's that passion, and, and, you know, it's a key thing. So there are obviously a couple of things people talked about in the live chat as well, but it's important to note that, you know, they have released Corliss Waitman, which is mm-hmm. – I'm not so much a fan of that move, um, but I understand, I understand the personal stuff with big press, and I get that they draft him. But I I don't know how you cannot take Cortless Waitman into uh, you know Kansas after he punted you know two for sixty three or sixty two whatever it yeah, was an average of sixty and a half. Yeah. Um, you know what, what I can't remember whatever that specific stat was. Uh, Juju looks like they're activating him. I think this yeah. is incredible. Um, you know and in bit of background too i have a lucky shirt now i don't i don't do my ritual every week 
Um, I do it for some must wins that are all that are what I feel are must wins. Um, but I have a Juju player shirt that I've had for four, five, however long we've had him, right? Basically, four seasons. Yeah, five seasons. Um, and it's even got a hole in it now, but I still sleep in it the night before every single game that I think is a must win. And I, it, I've had it on since the Browns. Wait game, a minute. Right? What's the record of that shirt? That shirt has like an 80 to 85% win <laughs> Oh, that's not bad. That's yeah. pretty good. And this season was the first time it was broken in like, yeah, this season where it copped two losses. Before that, yeah, it had like a 90% winning. That's why I don't wear it every week. But, but this is the thing. Yeah, I'm going to say, but when do you choose to wear it? You know, that's the... I choose to wear it for the bigger games. That's the thing. Right? So it has to be a big game? like. Yeah, or it's a game that I look at the schedule and I sit there and I'm like, they, they really need to win this one. So you'll right. be wearing it uh, tonight. Oh yeah, bed. when I get to bed, I go to bed tonight. Like... <laughs> oh, we're crazy, man! I tweeted it out in the Steelers Nation, you know, unite like the fan, you know, yeah. that, that sort of one. They were they were retweeting it about a year ago. Yeah, so after as we, uh... which game the Steelers had won, but I like oh, they won the game, and I was just like, oh, there we go. We are crazy. Like I, I was wearing this year, I was wearing the Troy Pile Army, but they started to lose a bit, so I took it off. And then I started wearing my favorite player, uh, Christian Kunens, and then we lost with him too. Because look at the record. The record's nine, seven, and one. You know, you well, can't. see, this is what I don't know what to do, right? Because I've got the Juju jersey, right? And that has a like a, a 60 to 70% winning record, right? And I really want to wear it tomorrow while I'm watching the game, but I don't want to, I don't want to jinx it, right? So exactly that's what I'm saying. It's all the same with your shirt too. That if that's 80%, if you choose to wear it, then we do lose, which we are meant to because we're a terrible, terrible team. And then your shirt's gonna lose its factor. That's know? right. No, uh, it's it's on, it's on tomorrow. It's all things, fingers crossed, everything like it's I, look honestly, I, I know we have to go to a halftime break with the, the slang here. No, but, we don't uh, do them anymore, remember? Oh yeah, but we've got to bring it up. I, I think we have a chance. And I, I think that every single Steeler fan around the country, around the world, um, should be pretty positive and happy that we do that we are in this position. And there are a lot out there. The the, the fire Tomlin crowd is so quiet right now, you know, very, very quiet, and it's like whatever. Um, and they'll come out. Like they'll, if we lose by 20, they'll come out again. It won't matter. But at this time, I think we've got to rally behind our team. And there are certain spots where I think we can uh, dominate the game with TJ. And I think with Big Ben and Juju being back for the blocking variety and him working with Muth, things will start to happen if we play a good game like that. I think they I think they have the game plan, but if it all goes our way, look out. Um, look out for, for the Chiefs because I don't think they're going to run over us at all. Um, what do you reckon, Maddie? Yeah, yeah, 100%. Um, sorry, a bit, of, a bit of coughing there. Um, but, the, you know, the other thing I saw this week was a take that sort of talked about the fact that, like, the Steelers, you know, it, it was talking about, you know, obviously playing with house money piece and what have you. But it also talked about the fact that, you know, for the for the Steelers and for Big Ben, you know, they they really are in a situation whereby Ben can throw things around a little bit if he wants to, right? Because he doesn't he's not necessarily coming back next week. So it's now on yeah. Ben if Ben wants to keep playing, 
And and that's the bit that I love about it, right? He gets to own that decision. It's, it's in his hands. I also saw things this week that said Ben still might come back, particularly if they went further on. I'm like, oh, no. like that's totally impossible, right? Like, I can't do that farewell again. Like, I, I was going to say, how do you have a send-off like that? It's like it's like telling all your coworkers to, to get stuffed and then walking back two months later and say, I got my job back. <laughs> the send-off was too good, right? Yeah, I mean, he, he, he sure, if he comes back, then, then the second send-off won't mean as much in next year's time. I know, I, I know, I know. Um, but uh, before we do our usual sort of half-time little segment, um, the Cooter says, Marky D, did you have COVID this past week? You seem pretty good today. Uh, look, I'll, I'll be honest with all this, this this COVID stuff. I don't know what I have. I, I, I just want to – I wish health on every single person, to be honest. I don't know if I had it, if I, if I got run down. I've had previous complications with other things in the past that aren't that aren't COVID related. Um, I don't want to jump like I think when you see someone sneeze in the street, everyone thinks automatically you have COVID. They could yeah. just have hay fever, or they could have something else. Um, not getting too political on this on this Steeler channel, but basically, I didn't feel very well. I felt run down. I didn't feel very well at all. A bit like how Maddie feels today, and Maddie's um, you know doing his very best to to come on today's show, um, and that's the end of the day. If if you you don't feel well, we wish each other health and success. That was my mission this year for 2022, um, to be healthy and to and to be successful in whatever we do. There we go. There we go. Rap, Sorry about that. Rap. I just had a little, a little <laughs> walking around. Um, yeah, I I actually tested positive to COVID um, in the last 24 hours, so I'm uh, I'm dealing with that little one myself. Um, but let's, let's see how we go. Um, hence the, the muting and the coughing for all those on the visual side. But Snowman, um, you know, puts $5 in the tip jar. Uh, but no no question or statement, Snowman. Let us know. Put it in the live chat, um, you know, and we'll be sure to bring that one up um, as well. So, Marky D, it could be the last time we say this. We keep talking about it. It could be the last time. It could be the last time. Who knows? Who knows? Um, uh, just like you, well, I always forget it. Just like Big Ben likes to sling the rock, we like to sling the slang. Is that right? I'm pretty sure. As Maddie goes away, um, yeah, this could be the very last time. I, I hope it isn't for for Big Ben's playoff chances um, and for us to, to to sling the slang. I hope that we don't. Um, you know, well, Maddie. Maddie said to me uh, off air that I, th- I think he has to make up a new saying um, for the slang. I'll wait until Maddie gets back and we'll go into it. But this is pretty much, you know, this is Big Ben's last chance, last dance. So, what's going to happen with the playoffs? And you're back, Maddie. I'm back. Oh, here we are. <laughs> do you want me to start first with the with the slang, or you, do you want to give it a crack? Well, you just said my slang. I literally was going to say, give it a crack. <laughs> I can even I share it with you after. I had it in the top of my top bar. But yeah, that's exactly the word that I had this week, or the, the, the phrase that I had. Um, is that real? Is, is that really true? Give it a crack. 100%. I like, I'll take a screenshot of my piece. Like, literally, I had wow. to up, give, it, give it a crack. Um, because that exactly sums up what this Steelers team needs to do this week is give it a crack. Um, so, yeah, giving it a crack for us, it just means basically going out and having a go and trying something without necessarily being sure that you'll succeed um, and just wanting to have that go, give it a shot, have a turn and 
you know, try your luck. Have a turn. <laughs> well, I, I, uh, I honestly, <laughs> I, um, I'm, I'm kind of happy. Like this segment's going to go on forever, and I will probably try during the off season. I was sick as well. I had nothing again, but with, with, with even saying that, having a crack, I got to bring up one saying fair income because that's funny. How did I, how did I nail that? How did I nail that you were going to say have a crack? And it's so true. I don't so know. Mine, this, mine this week You're for like recording my screen. Mine, mine this week just for a lot of the new listeners, and we do have quite a lot of new, new listeners to behind this little curtain and still is touchdown under. Uh, I think Finn here is one of our new listeners too, so we appreciate that. Um, but mine's fair income. Like if we, if this is the kind of game, if we go out and we do win this game, it's a fair income game. It's like wow, how do we do that? Fair income. You know, so it's you could so many different analogies from Australia that we can get involved. And if if people have any questions about Australia, we could we can relate them back to the Steelers because um, I think we're excited. I think I know that some of the, the Australian fans I know we're pretty excited to. We're going to watch the game tomorrow Monday um, afternoon. Hopefully, Maddie, I don't know if, if you're working or if you have a bit of time off work to watch it, but um, it's 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 yeah. If this is this is the chance that, and even if we having a crack too, even if we do stuff up. Who cares? You know, like this is the season that we're not meant to be here. The fire Tomlin crowd doesn't want us here. The NFL doesn't want us here. So um, it's going to make it more sweet if we do win. Because if we do win, I, I don't know about you, Manny, but I'm going to every Facebook page, every Twitter. <laughs> I'm going all over the shop. Um, there's one for you, all over the shop. I'm going everywhere to say, oh, hey, what's how's everything going? Uh, what, what time do the Chiefs play next week? <laughs> I love it. I absolutely love it. Oh. Absolutely love it. Yeah, and I, I think you were talking about when I was just checking on my dog who had some major surgery yesterday. So he's usually not in here for the podcast um, and the show, but he is in here, you know, enjoying the show. Um, got his terrible tower collar on, so he, he's, he's ready awesome. to go. Um, but uh, but Mark, yeah, we're going to have to change this thing in the slang up potentially whenever Big Ben... Well, we don't know yet. He doesn't want to we play don't. anymore. We just don't know if he goes on a Super Bowl run. It could be the next for the next three weeks. We're not too sure what's going to happen, and that's the bit, that's the reason why we watch football. That's the reason why you and I love it. Like we, we travel around the world and we get so passionate about our team because we're the number seven seed. Yes, we we played terrible against the Chiefs, but it's a new game, and we're pretty healthy. Besides a few a few different things, I think um, Pierre was on the COVID list, and I, I did like the way that he was playing some good football um, as a gunner as well. Recently, I, I thought he was playing pretty well. If you watch a bit of that kind of stuff. Um, so we'll see. We will see. So let's get into it then with the Pittsburgh Steelers, Mark. We talked a we danced a lot around things um as they continue their their march to the big dance. Um but you know who you know, we talked a lot about people are gonna talk a lot about Haywood and TJ and Linker and Ben and DJ. Who are the who are the players or player that you you think really need to they're gonna be able to bring it home for the Steelers this week? Who's the, who's the difference well, making? Like I said, I, I think it's to do with special teams. I think it's to do with the punting game. I think maybe Harvin has to have a yeah. pretty good game for the uh, return. I think there's we need to put the Chiefs in a, in a role where they have to start from their 20, their 15. Um, set that physicality zone with um, uh, uh, Watt, uh, Derek Watt and uh, Killer Brew and UG3. Those fellas, and they're pretty, they're pretty physical. Um, those guys are they have been playing pretty physical football. Marcus Allen was even playing a pretty good role too on the return game. So you look not not on the kickoff returns because you can't return them anymore. That that doesn't really happen. 
it's more the field position with the punting game um, and getting in that position where you can you can nail the returner and maybe cause a forced fumble or, or something of that nature. Um, I do want to see them, you know, go after the block field goal, the block punt, but I don't want to see them give it to the refs where we get flagged again. I, I think we can. We've been taught how how well to do that in scenarios to go and block the punt or the field goal, but they're flagging it. They flagged us, I think, two or three times this season for Joe Hayden being offside because it felt like he was offside. And that's not right. So any one of those kind of players like that, and and, and CW, he says here, inside linebackers, for sure. Devin yeah. can step up, set the physicality zone. Like last week, I think it was uh, Spillane came down downhill. And was it was that the, the Browns game or the, the Ravens game? I don't know. It was a massive hit anyway. He hit one of them. And yeah. just set, set that physicality zone of we're here, to play, we're here to play football and get, get them behind the sticks and – like you said, this team, this team is 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 Patrick Mahomes. So you put pressure on him. What's going to happen? They're all going to look to Mahomes and go, "Hey, mate, are you going to help us out?" Whereas I think we're getting to a bit more, a bit more of a team environment uh, for our Steelers. Yeah, exactly. Um, so I wanted to, I guess for me, to me, there's an offense as well. So I'll save the offense because I think you deserve a shot at the offense as well because we're doing straight defense there in special teams, which is right. And I think you call it out. Special teams is key. Killebrew is key um, on this team and, and doing some things um, in in that sort of sense. For me, this week, yeah, of course. Like if, if Hayward, Hayden, you know, Akello, TJ, you know, aren't going to step up, you know, and the linebackers aren't going to get it done, then we're going to have all sorts of problems. But to me, there's a linchpin in this defense that's appeared over the last few weeks. He's not a linchpin, you know, for their success long-term, but he's playing a key role regardless of whatever we... Wait, know, can, can, I, can I guess it? Can I guess who yeah. it is? Is it Mondo? It's not Mondo. Ah, uh, okay. All right. Strike. <laughs> it's Chris Wormley. Oh, uh, yeah, yeah, okay, okay. Okay, because, like, last week he had seven combined tackles, one tackle for a loss, three solo, four assists, right? He had a QB hit. He had the sa- he had a pass defense. Um, he had a sack, I think, as well. So, you know, you're looking at a guy here that we've had to rely upon um, a lot this season. And he's in the last few weeks between going through Baltimore, um you know, and, and looking looking what he did in that game, you know, he was out um, against the Browns. But in the games that he's played um, over the last, you know, few, few games, um, and he was out against, I think, um, KC as well, he's really stepped up, right? He's really stepped up. And and I think the way the Steelers are using him with no alu-alu, with no to it, he has to step up, right? And, and you see the pressure when Haywood goes one side and, you know, it leaves him open the other side. It's like times when you see Watt put pressure on the on the quarterback and then, you know, Highsmith can get that hit or Wormley at times has actually been able to get that that sack as well um, or help bring him down. So if Wormley's having an off game and, and Montrevious Adams and they're running through that defensive line, then that's a problem because on the flip side, the Steelers have to shut down the run. Um, that is that is absolutely key for this game. When you were off mark with being unwell, um, Rich and I talked about the Browns. You've either got to do one thing, you've either got to stop 
the pass or stop the run, you know, and I talked about stopping the limiting the pass um, and not necessarily stopping it, but you limit it, right? And that's the yeah. attitude this week. You're not going to shut down Travis Kelsey, um, Hill. Um, you're not going to completely shut down probably Pringle. You're not pr- completely going to shut down Michael Hardman if he's playing, right? But what you can do is you can slow their production down. You can make life difficult. And when you make teams that are used to being good, their lives difficult, that's when the cracks start to appear. The, the Steelers thrive in being in a difficult situation, right? Mm-hmm. We've seen it this year when they when they have scored a touchdown in the first quarter. And then, you know, by the third quarter, you're like, how are you, how are you behind, right? And yeah. so, <laughs> you know, this is it's about what's your comfort zone? Where are you comfortable? And if they make the Chiefs uncomfortable, I talked a little bit about it in Warren. You know, we talk about how good Creed Humphrey is. Make him uncomfortable. Smack the smack the you know what out of him at the start, mm. right? Put him under pressure. Hey, would put a put an old school you know bull rush swim move, whatever you've got to put on him, but make him go. Uh oh, make him question himself. Just a coat hanger to the face. <laughs> well, you know, maybe you send out louder milk just to do. That. <laughs> he's, he's out. He's delivered his uh, you know contribution for the game. Um, I prefer him to win, you know, cleanly. But yeah, yeah, yeah. But but you know, it's it's about this limitation. But on offense, let's flip let's flip the script. What about on offense, Mark? Who who's got to turn it up on offense? Well, there's so many stars now. I think uh I, I don't know who really needs to turn it up. I, I think the way that we've won games this year is through DJ yeah. and the, the targeting and Ray Ray. But I keep forgetting to mention Ray Ray, but uh and I'll, I'll keep doing it again because I think it, it keeps surprising me. And I'm putting putting no pressure on Ray Ray to do anything. But I think uh, DJ getting involved in this offense really opens everything up. Yeah. And the fact now we have Juju back at a limited role will help us even more. Um, I hope Najee can be almost 100%. I think he's got a really, really sore elbow. So he maybe might, might not run as hard. But the Najee mentality... Um, he runs really hard, and he's a, he like I I I call him a true stealer. Like there's there's some like true stealers that that uh, you just know he's going to be a stealer for life, and he's one of the guys. And I know you told me to mention one person. Like I keep mentioning everyone else, but I don't know, man. It's there, so there's here's so, an there's interesting so one for you. Here's an interesting one for you. Like, and this is where people question whether DJ is a number one wide receiver, right? DJ. 169 targets with 107 receptions for 1,161 yards, eight TDs, a long of 50, yards per game, 72.6, right? 72.6. Tyreek Hill, 159 targets, so DJ has more. Um, Tyreek Hill, 111 receptions, so Hill's got four more. 1,239 yards, so about 70 yards difference. Um, nine TDs, so he has one more. He has a long of 75, but they've got a different passing offense. Um, and his average yards per game is 72.9. Right. There's a difference of 0.3 of a yard difference per game average between DJ and Tyreek Hill. That is the difference between like what Ty uh, of what DJ's offering this offense this season. They play different games though. Like they do, hundred percent. Tyreek Hill's that deep threat guy where you go, where'd he go? And he's, you know, he's already fifty yards up the field, and he's got a, a bomb thrown to him. Whereas DJ's route running ability is amazing. He puts he puts the the other the opposition on their on their um on their bum, like he does a little shifty move, and he's away. 
and he's at more under, under route and that 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 kind of receiver uh, where we have like Claypool as our deep threat. So um, I, I just like how how fired up I think DJ is to be. Yes, he's had a few drops in the last few games, but that's it's going to happen. And it's not it's not that he's playing really bad. I think he's putting pressure on himself to to do really well. But I know he can play well, and if he gets some good good one on one coverage, I, I would I would see him get open nine times out of ten at the moment. Well, and, and I think one of the key things is, um, you know, Snowman said we have to win the turnover battle. I agree with what some of the other things I've seen this week, which, you know, I agreed with before I, I heard them as well, which was hold the ball, right? It's the key to this game. Like, you know, there's often that saying, you know, the best offense is defense. The best defense is offense in a game like American football, because if mm-hmm. you've got the ball, the other person can't score if you treat it right. Right, yeah, actually treat it right. The other person can't get the ball, and the pressure. You know, I talk about this a lot over the last couple of years. It's about how do you dial up that pressure, right? How do you make it tougher on the other team? They've, we talk about frustrating players and making them uncomfortable. Frustrate Mahomes, make him particularly if you get a turnover. You've got to be able to run that football and make it start them going. Oh my gosh, we've got to do things because when Mahomes, mm. and you've seen it through the playoffs last year, you've seen it at times this season in, in sort of that early, that first third to middle of the season as well. He wasn't playing very good football because people were forcing him to make throws. And when he has to make these forced to make throws, they're not always good. You know, they're yeah. not, right? And so when I look at Najee Harris and he's 1,200 yards, Kansas City, their top three rushers only as a collective only have a hundred yards or so more than what Najee has on his own. They've said Najee's elbow is going to be strapped. He should be right for the game. Like the, the, the path to victory is through the holes that the offensive line run down for Najee to barrel through and big Ben to make the most of it in the, in the, in the red zone. You know, the offensive. That's the path to victory. Apart from turnovers, I agree. They need to have a two plus difference on the turnover ratio you know, in their favor, a defensive score would change the game. Like, you know, what we saw last year, remember with Baker, he threw that interception and Minka at the start of the game at, at mm-hmm. Heinz Field. <clears throat> game, game was over. Game, was, game was over at the start. Now, that's not going to be the case with the Chiefs. The Chiefs will come back at you. But it could be enough on, on many things. Um, and Finn says, you know, Really wish Vince didn't retire. We could use him for run defense. Look, I agree, but I think Spillane has surprised a lot of people this year. I think when 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 you know when when he's needed to, he's absolutely stepped up. Spillane's um, a I agree. Man. Like locking up DJ just has to be key, and this is why. Like, oh, man, I think the fan narrative shifts on Juju now, right? Like Juju's worked through <laughs> in four months, like a really bad shoulder injury. He's got he's got my vote. I was against him. I didn't like his TikTok. I don't like TikTok in general. You know, I didn't really like his antics. But looking at Juju's physicality, he's pretty good. Um, and I had to step away from him because I like I thought Juju was more about getting the brand that kind of stuff going on. But you can see that you can see that he's a true steal as well, and he wants to be there. And he's physical, man. Like he is what six foot three, like super strong now, like muscly as he's ready to go out and make some key blocks and. I think getting him involved in the run game too, if he's healthy, if he's like 100% healthy, um, let's get things moving and let's start to, to move this football forward. I think you're right. If we can get first downs and keep possession and hopefully get touchdowns, not field goals, and then the Chiefs are going to be starting to sweat. Like that whole the whole crowd 
in Arrowhead Stadium is going to sweat and be like, oh, no, like, what is happening? Why are we down 14 to 3? Well, that's the other thing as well. And you see it particularly in a lot of the arena sports like hockey and basketball and, and what have you. You know, but silencing the home crowd is also key, right? Mm-hmm. So, you know, is what you said there. If at halftime the Chiefs crowd aren't going nuts, you know, the Steelers are doing good, right? You know, because they're going to do everything they can. Like they were going wild that, that other game, right? They were they were thrilled to bit the you know, pieces. Yeah. But this, these Chiefs fans after their Super Bowl and after signing to Mahomes to that contract that I talked about and after last year's Super Bowl performance, they want to win, right? Like they they have an expectation and a culture. They have a bit of a standard, um, you know, is the standard in their own, you know, in their own way now in, or at least temporarily at the moment. And, and so, as I say, all the things, every bit of pressure and expectation is not on the Pittsburgh Steelers. Nothing. Not at all. That's exactly right. There's so much pressure. They're the number two seed. They're probably the best, like maybe the best uh, AFC team in, in, in out of the seven. Uh, you've got Patrick Mahomes and you have the chief defense are playing really well now. But at the end of the day, every team starts zero and zero. And why can't we win? Why can't we win? And you know, the other thing that I really liked, people talk about saving, you know, Tom was asked this question in one of the press conferences, oh, do you save plays for this time of the year and what have you? Sure, NFL teams do do, do <clears throat> you know, save some things in the vault. Although it's hard to imagine it with the Pittsburgh Steelers and what we've had to do and what we've had to delve into to make the playoffs. But for me, the emergence of the Titans over the last few weeks, like obviously we big fans of Pat Freemuth on this show, particularly myself, but Gentry, with Pat Freemuth like last week yeah. against the Ravens, that throws that throws the Chiefs something that they they weren't necessarily handling a couple of weeks ago. It gives the Steelers something. They're big guys, and it means that you can stack those two guys on the field with Najee. And teams are like, "You're running, you're passing. What are you doing? Uh, you know, some sort of other motion play." You got Claypool out there on the side of that, and suddenly you're making Claypool's sweeps. You know possible well, right even make DJ's a, possible he made a big block too for us to get into the, the field goal position like for, for the first point it looks like he was just standing there but it kind of worked out once he knew that Najee was coming around the outside on the left hand side he made a massive block for Najee to run the field and that's what I was getting at mid-season where a lot of players it felt like they didn't know that Najee was going to run until he's told not to until, until he's told to stop Najee wants to keep going he's an energizer, energizer uh, bunny he won't stop he would not stop the way he carries the football. So once we get these blocking guys involved, um, I can see them turning out a second and nine to almost a first down by running. Like, let's, let's change it up. Let's get Najee involved a lot. Yes, he's hurt, but you and I yet again have, in our careers have played hurt and thought, oh, you know, I've had sore ribs playing tennis or whatever. And you just go out and play anyway. Do you know why? Because you want to play and you want to win the game. That's, that's what well, it comes down to. Yeah, and, and you know, um, you know, Britsburg Owen brings it up, you know, no Freemuth, no Lerman last time. And, you know, we talked about that a little bit earlier, but Ben in his press conference this week said, well, last time I didn't have, I didn't have Freemuth. Now that tells you a lot, right? When he's, when, he, when Ben says that, but it's true. He didn't have one of his best red zone targets, right? He's now getting Juju back. Mm-hmm. They're activating Washington by what I was able to pull up when we were talking earlier, apparently, right? They're going, they're going into a game with five actual wide receivers for once. 
You know, and yeah. yes, Cody White is a wide receiver, but Cody White is an undrafted rookie who, you know, really does special teams and that's it. But you're going in with the complement of wide receivers that we that we hope to see this season in DJ, Claypool, Juju, Washington, and then you've got Ray Ray as well, which, yeah, he's earned some respect from me recently. Um, the, the only thing I would say is, is, is a reason why the NFL is saying that we can't do it because we, we haven't done it all year, but it doesn't matter. Like, yes, we haven't scored the points, and I, and I can't see us scoring the points. It's, it's, it's hard. How do we find to get 30 points? How do we keep Why don't we only just got 30 points in us? We've got to keep them right. below we, 25. We have a pretty good offense, but, yeah, how do we – we can't let – if Mahomes if, – if the Chiefs score 26-27, it's going to be pretty tough, you know, so for I mean, us to catch up, catch up and score 30, Right. But if it's if it's a lower scoring game where their defense shows up, then I'm confident enough in our offense to go out and score 21 points, at least to, to help us out. Um, you don't want to see because it's not the way our offense is built. Our offense isn't built that way um, with with scoring 35, 40 points and just hammering down teams. We're built like you said to hold the football, um, get get the time of possession, running Najee. And and just hopefully getting first downs and, and getting our defensive rest to come out and play up by a lead. All those yeah. things happen. We have we have we have good chance. Um, I, I, to say on the other side, though, I, I hope that we don't lose by forty. <laughs> you know? Like I always say, if that happens, where it's you know next week will be a fun show. But I'm still so proud of these guys to be honest. Like this is one of the, the funnest seasons I've ever had. Um, also, you know, doing it with yourself too, Matty, every week talking football. Nice. Like, up, and, up and down roller coaster we've had this year yeah. and being 9-7-1 and one for a chance in the dance. I'm pretty proud of this team to who we are because we have the hardest schedule. We have the most, like we have, what, four rookies playing. Um, we, had a new, we technically had a new offensive coordinator. Not many right? teams do particularly well when they change up their coordinator. We lost all our players on defense. Alawali, all those guys. Devin Bush coming back from injury. There are so many things happening. Minka went, you know, Minka's played pretty good, but he's done he's done all the tackling. Um, the emergence of like Terrell Edmonds playing pretty good, you know. So it's been a pretty hard season. And for all the fans saying we had like we were we're the worst team ever, and the coach thinks that we need to start again and, and tank to get a better draft pick. It doesn't work that way. This team has faced adversity for sure. Um, for Big Ben's last ride, why not go out there and and try and at least keep up with them and go score for score? Uh, 14-14, 17-17, come down to a field goal. Like, it's been a pretty good season, Matty. What do you reckon? Yeah, 100%. I agree with you. Like, you're in a crack. They've gone through the adversity. And I just love to watch them play. It's like what Dave said. You <laughs> have a chance to watch them play. Like, That's so funny. It's like, you just want to see them play exactly right. Like, I just no want to see Ben what... play another game. Like, I just, you know, Snowman brings it up. Um, the Chiefs had a hard time with the Broncos last week and they almost lost that game. You know, TJ Watt is health this time. That's another fake NFL narrative that I heard this week. Oh, TJ Watt couldn't step up. You know, the Chiefs were all over him. TJ Watt was playing through those rib injuries. Like, TJ Watt this week didn't get the sack record on his own. PFF, you know, shamed him, in my view, by, like, not letting him be an all-pro. Like, on, on their records, but, you know, he's an all-pro, you know, by the, the Riders Association, the actual all-pro award. Man, that guy is angry. And and as someone said in their live chat during the preview show, you know, the person put up a super chat and said, and I took that personally. 
We all take that personally. Mm. And you know what? The Steelers take the loss against the Chiefs personally. And that's why this week they're going to go in, they're going to rip in, exactly. they're going to get to and they're going to win the game. Exactly, because you'd be embarrassed. You'd be embarrassed if, you know, even when we played sport, you'd be embarrassed knowing, oh, that guy beat me last time by a 1,000. You'd be like, oh, crap. You know, like now I'm going to go out and give my best. Um, there was also another narrative out there, Matty. I saw on Facebook land there was uh, a, 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 some pizza joint was giving out um, refunds for free pizza if the Steelers win. Like um, they are so they are so confident. Yeah, they're going to be the short on dough next week. Both, <laughs> both, both the monetary kind and the ingredients. Imagine, imagine the delivery fee to Australia. Um, they are so confident, Matty. There are there are so many posts out there. Retirement party for Big Ben. They they're super uber. Confident. Yeah, do you know what the retirement party might be? Super Bowl. Yeah, could be. You know, it's it's you can't be like overconfident is a bad thing. Good thing to be confident, but to be overconfident in some aspects can be a really bad thing. And I, I sense that in this game. I think they're overconfident. All right. Well, just like you did last week, when I put you on the spot and you did it, all right. This week, I'm saying the same thing. Mark, are we talking about playing the Tennessee Titans next week or are we sitting here talking about the offseason? No, I, I reckon we are. I think we win. And do, do you know why I think we win? Because I think it's, it's the Ben's confidence. I think Ben's confidence in this team, I think DJ's confidence as well, saying get off. If, if we win, don't jump on the bandwagon. And it's so true. For him to say that and to call fans out, thank you. Thank you. It means they're, it means they're looking at and, and, and watching some of the shows or getting involved in some of the internet. But, but they're angry, mate. Um, the defense is angry. Like we have a lot of stars in defense. If we have a good game plan and they start to use that game plan in the first quarter, second quarter, I think things can move in our direction. Now, I don't want to go out there like – I don't want the false hope of like being up by 21 to zero. I don't, I don't really know if, if we want that if Mahomes comes back. But I think – like you're telling me there's a chance. I think there is a chance for success in this game just based on how healthy we're getting back, how Juju's coming back, your, the, the emergence of um, um, Fryermuth. These different kind of plays, we've been playing different football from the Browns and Ravens game. And then they're no pushovers. Maybe the Ravens are because they suck. But those were pretty hard games, pretty physical games, right? And now we're coming into a Chiefs side who we have, we, we have versed before. We know our errors. If you know that where you went wrong, you can only improve. That's the best positive take. But even being positive, you can see there are, there are, there are certain facts out there how we can win this game. With DJ getting Najee the ball, holding the football, Ben not Ben not doing Ben plays where he gets intercepted. These kind of roles in the game and the defense stepping up, and I wouldn't want to get involved in front of TJ or Alex Highsmith, your mate. This is this is the time. I, I don't I don't know what you feel and, and what your thoughts are, but I think we have a legitimate chance. I really do. So you're saying there's a chance. <laughs> <laughs> All right, here's how I'm feeling. I rewatched the two minutes of the Al Michaels, you know, do you believe in miracles, right? I, I got to say, I believe in miracles. My head sitting here as it does, you know, and you know the way, Mark, this goes when you look at my predictions each week, right? When I split the head and I split the heart. The head says, yeah, like a quarterback like that with my homes. <clears throat> I've talked about the weaknesses, but he can turn it on. He's got a number of assets their defense is not is not too shabby either, and we, we haven't really talked about the Chiefs' defense, but um, you know that's probably more because we know that the, the Steelers' offense you know can be suspect or doesn't you know you know turn up 
you know, sometimes more than 50% or, or two thirds of the, of the plays. But the heart says in this team, they don't want to go home. They want to change. They want to change it. They want to prove the fake fans, prove the fake media wrong. They want another week. Cam Hayward doesn't want to go in at the off season. TJ doesn't want to go in the off season. Minka wants to keep smacking people, right? Ben wants to keep throwing footballs. DJ wants more TDs. And Najee wants to just, you know, uh, that guy, like, I think he loves every inch of the football field. You watch him run and he's just, you just see him get like happier as he gets, you know, more of them. Like he wants to get that arm right so he can stiff arm another bloke, you know, into the off season later on in this postseason. Yeah, they do. They come out and win it. I'm not going to give a score prediction because I don't think, I don't think we've got more than 25 points on the offensive side of the football. I think it's about shutting down Kansas. Um, that that's that's where the, they win this game. Look, as I said, head says we're probably you know talking about the off season next week. Heart says we're not. And you know what? Like I always do, I go hard over the head in this one. Steels are going to come away with a victory. We're going to prove the NFL wrong, and the bandwagon and the hype train is going to start to get real real down in Pittsburgh. And then we travel across to Tennessee next week. Then we have a Titanic matchup, and I, I can't wait to preview it. But with that, that's this week's Steelers Touch Down Under. I'm Matty Pepper with Marky D as always. Go Steelers! Victoria Cash. Thanks for calling the Lucky Land Hotline. If you feel like you do the same thing every day, press 1. If you're ready to have some serious fun for the chance to redeem some serious prizes, press 2. We heard you loud and clear. So go to LuckyLandSlots.com right now and play over 100 social casino-style games for free. Get lucky today at LuckyLandSlots.com. Available to players in the U.S., excluding Washington and Michigan. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire. Huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.